The financial dads are not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, tax or other advice in or by virtue of this podcast. Hello, welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Paul Becker. This podcast is for all the moms and dads out there who struggle with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. Now here's my dad, Paul Fagan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast. A quick show note, the other Paul is not available this week, so this Paul is flying solo. Today's podcast, we have no guest. It's just me. It's been a while (laughs) since we've had no guest, and it's been, I think this is a first where we've had just a solo podcast with just one of the dads talking, so it should be interesting. Let's see what happens. What prompted this is I recently brought my son to college, uh, so I just wanted to unload a number of thoughts and topics that are top of mind for me at the moment. It was a very interesting experience. So it happened this past week, uh, loaded up two cars, my wife, my daughter, and of course my son, uh, loaded pillows and laptop and and, and monitors and um, uh, shower caddies and flip-flops for the bathroom, like all kinds of stuff were purchased over the summer in preparation for uh, this one day, this one overnight trip. And and to be honest with you, I was very happy and proud of my son and the whole family. Everyone did well, but especially my son. Um, you know, uh, there's a long story about him, him getting into college, uh, this particular one, uh, and maybe I'll share it on another podcast, but very proud of him that um, he's taken the bull by the horns and, and he's going to the school that he wanted to go to, so which is very cool. Um, it's about four hours away, and um, like I said, we we loaded up the cars, we went, we uh, unloaded the cars, we um, met the roommate, uh, we we actually you know we unpacked everything, set up the computer, the monitor, the keyboard and mouse. That was sort of my department, and then my wife and daughter uh, did the rest, uh, setting up fans and everything else, and and we stayed overnight and 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 came home the next day. So once again, happy and proud about it. And and really today, I titled this uh, Off to College, A View Through a Financial and Emotional Lens. Um, so we could talk a little bit about both. So I think the first thing I wanted to kind of talk about, which was top of mind, was the 529 plans. And we've done a number of episodes uh, with, with Jody and with Paul and with others to talk about the 529 plans and what's covered in the 529 plans. And this is one of those interesting experiences where over the years, and I think I've talked about this, I've been dollar cost averaging into both kids' accounts every year, as much as we can put in every year and just save a little by little by little. And and lo and behold, you know, when you start, you kind of think, geez, uh, I don't know when I'm ever going to use this. And then <laughs> I found myself looking, how do I withdraw from this thing? How hard is it? How challenging is it? Is it difficult? And I had that question asked to me from another friend who, uh, my buddy Tim, who, congratulations, just had a baby boy. And and he's starting his journey, and I'm kind of finishing a journey. So it was interesting. So that's another reason what prompted this podcast today, this episode. It was real easy to withdraw the money from the 529 account. Basically, you go in and you go to into the website, you hit the withdrawal, it walks you through a couple of questions, it wants to make sure that you're 
withdrawing for a qualified uh, educational expense, which all of mine are, and it just it just transfers the money over to your you know checking account, which you know my joint checking account with me and my wife, which I thought was great. One tip that I would suggest is for each expense that I had done so far, which was the initial deposit, first uh, half of the year's room and board, books that needed to be bought, and uh, a computer that needed to be bought, I put in for separate withdrawals for each, and I printed out all the receipts for each, so sort of like the progressive commercial where people say, you don't have to print out, everything's online now, yes. I refer to it as a belt and suspenders approach. So I do have all my receipts online and digital. I do have the withdrawal receipts digital. You know, they're contained within the various systems. But I do like, from an old school perspective, to have that paper copy, <laughs> which is probably unnecessary, but allows me to just methodically assemble all the receipts that are tied to all the withdrawals. Because at some point, they've made it real easy to withdraw this money. And at some point, someone's going to ask me, what was it used for? And with that being said, I want to make sure I'm prepared. So that's one tip out there that I'll kind of thread into here. But I did post to the Financial Dad's uh, Facebook page document from Merrill Edge, uh, what is a qualified expense for 529 plans. I think it sums it up in a nutshell. I'm going to hit the highlights. Of course, tuition, fees, books, uh, supplies and equipment, certain room and board expenses, which may be food purchased directly through the college and university, uh, computers and peripheral equipment, software, internet access if needed, expenses related for students for special needs, off-campus living expenses. So there's a lot that is there that's covered. And, and so I just wanted to kind of walk you through a little bit of that today. So for us personally, um, like I said, we, you know, the tuition and room and board, of course, were covered. The textbooks were covered that needed to be ordered, uh, whether they were ebooks or physical books that got sent. And then, you know, the one thing I wasn't sure on was the computer. Uh, is a computer a qualified expense? And of course, uh, when I looked, lo and behold, it is. So, you know, went and, and got him a decent laptop that he could go to class to class with and use in his dorm room and something that will last him hopefully the four years, right? So that's another tip I'm going to throw in here. I, I sort of overspect the laptop and future-proofed it. Um, so I put in as much memory as I could afford. I put in as much hard disk as I could afford. I do not want to call in three years and say, Dad, I filled up my computer or it's not running right. Um, so I try to overspect the computer. And thanks to my buddy, Marco, uh, who's in the business. I'm going to plug his website, hothardware.com. He's always my go-to guy whenever I have a question about buying a new uh, personal computer. N not a Mac. He, he will yell at me if I ask him to um, about a Mac purchase. Uh, he'll say, why? Why a Mac? Uh, <laughs> but uh, for, we joke about that. It's a long, jo long, long-standing joke between the two of us. But for any PC needs, he's the go-to guy, and that's my son. He's he's a PC guy, so he likes Windows. So that was kind of it in a nutshell. You know, we we did our spend on all these pieces, and once again, thankful and grateful as to everything that uh, we've been able to do so far. I think the 529 plans, and I'm going to dwell on this for a minute because we've talked about them so many times throughout the years of doing the podcast that I really want to 
look at it now through that real-world financial lens. There's a lot going on today with politics, especially the political climate around loan forgiveness and all kinds of stuff. And I don't want to get into that today. I'm just going to say anecdotally that from a 529 plan perspective, um, for me and my family, it's, it's doing and it did its job so far in terms of allowing you to save, allowing you to save and spend the money tax-free on, on qualified educational expenses. I'm in the New York State plan. Um, I'm in New York State. Um, make sure you check and look and research the plans that you're going to leverage. Uh, for us, the selling point or the two selling points for the 529 plan in New York was one, um, you can. it's a tax deduction on your New York State return. Um, so a lot of the states, another tip, look in your state, does it allow you to make that contribution and deduct it for tax purposes? I think it's a really great benefit. And number two, I was happy that the 529 plan in New York leverages Vanguard um, as their as their uh, company of choice. So I've had some familiarity with them and, and just a good company. Now, there are people that are out there that are going to say, you know what, those 529 plans are riddled with fees and all these different things, and you're better off saving on your own. Once again, don't take this advice as gospel by any means. Do your own research. I I, I, I ask people out there to really research and, and figure out if there's any way that um, if you think the 529 plan is wrong for you, of course, just don't use it. Uh, I'm just telling you from our perspective, it worked out really well. So good returns over the years. We've been dollar cost averaging since the kids were born. I always tell people that, you know, um, as soon as the kid's born, open up the account, kind of set a yearly goal for yourself, dollar cost average investment into that account. As a side note, we we had to sacrifice uh, certain family trips and certain other nicety expenses uh, that other households would uh, focus on and use year after year, or you know, um, we we chose to put the money into the 529 plans, uh, and we continue to do that. Even with my son in college, um, I put in uh, a set amount this year for him already, and I'm going to do it for the next three years because you never know. We did back off some of the investments of his 529 plan into some more stable securities since. Right now, he's going to be using the money, so we don't want to lose any money uh, while he's invested. So that's important because these funds do go up and down, just like any other mutual fund, just like your retirement funds. Um, so you have to really watch it. And and but overall, the net result of the five twenty nine plan for us, for us, has been good. So we're thankful and grateful that that mechanism is in place, and we were able to save money and put it in there and um, and continue to to leverage that tool uh, for our kids. My financial superhero uh, many years ago uh, had told me uh, when my son was born, I'll never forget the conversation. You know, I think we're I'm pretty sure we were on the phone. I was working uh, for a big bank at the time, one of the first ones I worked for. Um, I think he might have been working at a bank too. I can't remember. But uh, he's a financial genius, and, and he will continue to remain nameless on here. I was contemplating, you know what, do I really need to open a 529 plan? Is it going to be worth it? I don't know. And, and, he, and he said, listen, dude, um, wake up. 
and he and he said you're working right and i said yeah and and he said your wife's working i said yeah yeah we're both working and, and you own a house uh, but last time i checked you own a house uh i said yeah he goes uh, you need a 529 plan right you need to save for college and 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 my my guess is you're not going to save enough but you have to save for college you have to make sure that you are putting that money away because otherwise you're going to get stuck because he says nobody is giving your family any money for college unless your kids are super smart or they're you know getting an uh you know some sort of athletic scholarship which you know he goes which is very unlikely he goes and if if they get it he said that's awesome like that's great like good for you that's awesome if they get that but but chances are they're not uh they're not going to be then your son's not going to be the next michael jordan my friend was 100% right on all counts, and, and it was the, some of the best advice I had received was to make sure to invest in the 529 plan early and often and, and make sure that you're contributing year over year and building up a little bit at a time. So with that, um, I probably over-promoted the 529 plan. I'm going to talk about things that are I think probably not covered. Um, I ask people out there and implore people to send me a note, post it on the Facebook page. I don't think dorm items are something that are covered. I don't think. It does say supplies, but I didn't write off any of those. Like I didn't ask for a withdrawal for his sheets or his room fan or, you know, hangers or a door mirror, right? I want to be thoughtful about the spend and... I think that for us, you know, spending money to go get pizza, uh, travel back and forth with gas, there's probably some borderline gray areas here that if I research hard enough and if I wanted to do some withdrawals based on some of those types of expenses, maybe we can, but I I don't think we, I don't think I'm going to try and, and I don't think they qualify, to be honest with you. When I look at the qualification list, I don't see them there and for me, it was just something that um, it's part of the cost of doing business. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. My son, we sent him off to college with a few things, both digitally and physically, right? So these are some of the non-financial aspects, but I want to kind of talk about it from the emotional lens and, and such. We did send him away with copies of our medical and dental cards. Um, God forbid something happens. I need him to have those. He has those on his phone. So something happens, he can... He can show them to the hospital, whatever. The other thing we sent them away with was um, a joint credit card. I think that's important. So he has it. Uh, he's very responsible with the spend. Um, he will call us with with the spend if he, you know, ahead of time. He, he's very good about that. Um, another set of apps I put on his phone were Lyft and Uber. Um, I told him, you know, I don't want to hear any calls in the middle of the night that you drove home yes he does have his car with him it was encouraged as a freshman at the school that he's going to to have a car Um, a lot of kids bring their cars we get there wasn't quite the story I would say a a good number of kids have cars but a good number of kids don't have the cars Uh, time will tell whether we're going to let him keep the car up there we I told him over and over again I don't want this car to be a distraction uh, while you're there don't become everyone's limo driver, everyone's Lyft and Uber while you're there. And hopefully that was drilled into him and he'll 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 uh, use the car responsibly, right? That's the key. He, he did use it the first day he was there. Um, he called me, said, Dad, 
need to go to Walmart, need to pick up uh, a couple of things. And, and I was like, okay, you no problem. Uh, and, and he understood uh, what I was getting at. Um, you know, he wants to, you know, you're at college to be at college, not to uh, drive around and explore outside of college for unnecessary reasons. That, that's, I'll kind of leave it at that. But I did tell him, you know, with the Lyft and Uber apps, you know, you go out and you're partying with your friends and, 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 you know, these are college kids and I want to be realistic. <laughs> I was a college kid. Any kind of drinking, any kind of anything going on, you're not feeling well, call a car, call a taxi. You have a credit card, you have the Uber app, you have the Lyft app. There should be no excuse in 2022, no reason whatsoever to get behind the wheel and, 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 and drive and, 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 and have to worry about any of that. So it was emphatic with him. Um, and, and so I'll kind of, I'll kind of, kind of leave that at that. It was just something that, you know, I think he understands and gets. So I think that was good. I think for me overall, the emotional part was interesting. I, I thought I would be more emotional dropping him off and, and leaving the city cause he is four hours away from us. I thought my wife and daughter would be the same and I, I think they are. But I think we realize that it's a very happy time. You know, it, it really is not a sad time. I know a lot of people have you know, had these discussions a week before. We went out with a couple of other couples of, of friends and their kids were going to college uh, this year now. Uh, same time, I have a cousin, Sally. Her, her daughter just got dropped off at, at college. Uh, a lot of people are going through this experience. And um, I think that it was really a sense of accomplishment and a sense of next chapter and very exciting. So yes, there is some sadness and maybe it'll kick in over the next week. Uh, Cause like I said, we just finished this last week um, uh, from the taping of this podcast. Um, so um, maybe there will be some emotional breakdown of sorts uh, coming up, but right now, yes, sad that he's out of the house and sad that I can't just go and, and, and grab ice cream with them or go get pizza or go get dinner. But I think it's a, it's a really a good feeling of, of he's on to something really cool. And, and I told him to really embrace the experience. For me, uh, those of you who know me, I worked full-time. I went to school full-time. It just happened to work out that way. It didn't, wasn't intended. It just happened to do it. And I went to school for accounting and learned accounting. But my passion fell into technology. And when I left college, I got a technology job and never looked back. So, and I remember, and I think I've said this story, the podcast before, I remember sitting at my college graduation and grown men around me in cap and gowns were crying because it was over. You know, the college experience living on campus was over and they were on to newer chapters. And, and for me, I was sitting there. And, and, you know, once again, I'm going to kind of just give the backstory. I'm sitting there. I, I'm just, I had my job. I didn't switch jobs. I kept the full-time job I had while I was in college, after college for quite some time. And then I left to go to another job. But, you know, I graduated on a Sunday and, and I just went back to work on Monday. There was no difference. I already had my job. It was secure. It was a good job. I was learning a lot. It was continuing to grow. And I was getting paid pretty well to do it at the time. And, and, and I was thankful and grateful I was able to do that. But I'm sitting there at graduation and these guys are crying. And I'm sitting there saying, thinking to myself, geez, 
I'm smiling inside. Uh, might have been smiling on my face. I don't remember. I didn't have a mirror, but I said, oh, my God, on Monday, I only got one job. This is crazy. What am I going to do with all this extra time? I spent four years commuting back and forth to school over 40 minutes each way, late for classes, speeding tickets, um, working around the clock, shifting schedules, shifting academic schedules, working at night at that company, working during the day at that company. That company, once again, thankful and grateful, they would flex my schedule around my classes. And so... I was sort of relieved that school was over, which isn't what's supposed to happen. And that was a long-winded way to say I, I talked to my son about this and uh, in the car and other occasions this past summer. I said, listen, dad had to work full-time while going to school full-time. I'm not asking you to do that by any means whatsoever. Once again, at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about this. We've been saving year after year after year sacrificing to to put money away for him to go to school same thing with my daughter she is 12 and we have another six years to go and maybe this podcast will be a little different in six years um uh, don't hold me to that but it could be a little different um when both kids are out of the house and i don't know what school she's going to go to but the school that my son had selected was affordable and 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 um which is hard nowadays with everything going on so for us for me, once again, personally, you know, it, it, I told him, you know, embrace the college lifestyle. I want you to treat the day when you wake up as a full-time job. Uh, you know, uh, no getting up at noon and skipping classes and all this kind of stuff. You have a job to do. You have a job, and the job is to get good grades and pass these classes. But really, learn. Not so much past classes, right? Yes, you want to pass classes. You want to get grades. But you, you, in order to do that, you got to learn the materials. And I need you to do that. I said, I need you also to really come out of your shell, which he's pretty good at that. And, you know, just say hello, right? You meet somebody, just say hello, introduce yourself. Everyone's nervous. Um, everyone's new there, you know, and, and you want to, you know, just everyone will welcome you being friendly to them and vice versa. So, you know, be open, be social. Also, look at all the activities, embrace the activities, embrace the clubs. Um, it's all a two-way door decision. Try out a club, you don't like it, leave a club. I was trying to encourage him to to check out the golf team. It's a co-ed golf team. He used to play golf years ago. He hasn't played in a while, but I always thought he was pretty good at it. And, 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 and I think he'd be a great asset to their team and, and get back into the groove. He wants to concentrate on his grades. So I get it. I said, okay, I get it. You want to concentrate on your grades the first year. I can't, I can't say no to that. I got no leg to stand on. But all these other classes or all these other clubs, you really need to start embracing them and, and, and checking them out. And especially the ones that may be focused in your field that you want to pursue. So he's looking at information systems and computer science. So, you know, they have clubs that are dedicated to cybersecurity, clubs that are dedicated to coding. They have esports clubs for gaming. There's all kinds of different clubs out there that they have at this school. And I said, you really have to dive in and check these out. Don't sit in your dorm room, hide, get out there, check things out, make friends, all these different things have to come into play, and I think that you know it's it's all key. So with that, this is going to be a relatively short podcast. I'm going to kind of jump into 
you know, some of the things that um, helped us along the journey, especially with, 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 with this whole experience. So the one thing that jumps out, and it's a small one, was printed lists. Um, he's going to school, going away to school. You're going to have to buy that shower caddy, uh, maybe a new computer, sheets and bedding. Uh, check out the school's website. Get a copy of the list. They happen to have a list of things that they recommend the kids bring to the, to the dorm room. We took that list. We downloaded the list from a couple of other websites and, and just kind of looked at them and really dug in deep and, and just made sure that we had everything covered. Uh, the second thing is try not to buy everything in one weekend, one day, one hour. We bought things over the course of the summer leveraged you know the the companies out there that deliver stuff to your house uh, pretty frequently like next day so the trash can and the the bedding set and all these different things um, we just started building up the inventory methodically in his room and that kind of ties to eat the elephant one bite at a time um, there were a lot of prerequisites on his uh, list that the that the school had given about you know making sure your grades are transferred over uh, looking at roommates, all these different things. And I, you know, we sat there with him and one step at a time, uh, do this, check that off the list, do that, check it off the list, all those different things. Right. Um, so in preparation, uh, we had these printed lists at our disposal, um, and we did it a little bit at a time. So when we left this past week on Thursday morning, we were, in a really good spot. There was not a yell, a lot of yelling or crying. There was a lot of just the cars were pretty much packed. We had a good handle on what was in the cars. We had part. We had even packed most of the stuff the night before on Wednesday night. Thursday morning, we put a few more things in the car. Looked at the list one more time together as a family, and and we were ready to go. And and we just drove up there, and it was relatively painless. And. I think, like I said, my, my son went to Walmart to buy three things. He went to buy three toiletry items. So I think we did pretty well, considering. I think we had everything covered, and and we just made our lists, kept uh, adding to the lists. If we were thinking of something, add it to the list. So that was important. The other piece of advice, um, you know, save early, save often. I over-talked that talking point at the beginning of the podcast, and I think that it is important. Because I, I think you can never save enough, and it depends on what school you're going to. And there are a number of backlogged, uh, or I shouldn't say backlogged, there's a number of podcasts we have put out there um, that are related to 529 planning, college planning, all these different things. There's a lot of schools of thought on this. And, and once again, this is one anecdotal story based on what our experience was, what worked for us. But it may not work for you. You may have different goals. Your kids may have different goals. Um, there's a lot of things that come into play here. So I encourage our listeners to listen back to this podcast. Take from it what you can. But then do your own research. Take your own journey. And and once again, hopefully we'll help, you know, this podcast will help you in some small way, shape, or form. If you are about to send your kid off to college or you are a number of years away it may even help a little bit more because it might give you some some thought into what the next steps will be and what you need to do so with that we'll close the podcast we have a favor to ask uh, all our listeners uh, please go to youtube and search for financial dads and please subscribe to our channel we would really appreciate it 
Um, thanks, everyone, for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul reminding you, managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well, and thank you. Thank you.